0: You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. My name's Brad with you until 6pm. Jackson will be back in the studio for you shortly. Right now, though, I have a new track lined up for you. It's called My Life by Strictly DT. DT joins me on the line now to have a chat about this single. There's a fair bit to unpack with it. DT, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me.
0: Congrats on this single. It's a cracker of a tune and it's the first we've heard from you in a good while. It seems like a couple of years.
1: Yes, yes. It's been, it's been two years now and I'm just really excited to finally start releasing music again to not only my, my fans back home, but like Melbourne and, and everywhere else who's, who's willing to have me.
0: <laughs> awesome. And this is the first taste of an album that's potentially in the works. At what stages is this album at?
1: Uh, at the moment, it's it's done. We're just more looking at how to release it without it being too fast, too much. Because it is a it's an al- it's an album that goes for about an hour. An hour. Yeah. So it's not the it's not what's happening in today's world. But I felt that if I'm going to do this the way this concept itself, I really want to do it right.
0: So how long have you been working on this album for? If there's so much content um, in there for us,
1: it's it's. It's a long, it's running. I mean, there's some tracks that are three to five years old, and then there's some that are, that are done literally last week, you know, to, to, to get it sent straight off to mixing and mastering. But wow. um, it's, it's a range. It's a range. I have had, there are some songs that have been released that are also, um, some singles that have been released prior mm-hmm. um, that are on the album now, but I also think that it fits perfectly into this album as well.
0: Amazing. Let's talk about my life a little bit. Um, the track is is full of honesty uh, and expert lyricism, um, which we've come to know and love you for. Tell us about why you chose to drop this track as the first taste of this new record. I'm interested to learn about your headspace at the time uh, while you were penning this one.
1: Yeah, actually, it's it's kind of it's funny you ask that because uh, the album is quite genre um free so it, it has a bunch of different genres in it but the reason why i chose my life was because my fans that knew me from when i was coming up or i i would say still rising but my I first started was heavily lyrics, lyrics lyrics based and um they loved the knowledge that i put into it and they loved where I take it, the journey I take them on to. So when I chose this song, it felt right in me. It gives the people who have been following me for a while um, a taste that I am still who I was then, but a new version of myself and gave them different aspects of what's going on in the world to to how I'm perceiving it and releasing it as well.
0: So it's almost like, um, I guess, a little catch-up um, with those who are following you but also an introduction to those who may be new
1: that's right and 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 because i was i've been having a lot of significant change in my life via the last four years um, I've, I've just become a father um, for like the four years ago and adapting to moving to melbourne which i was um, back in Freemantle before, all of these new changes, it really put a damper on my writing ability and I needed to really step away from it for a while um, and, and find myself again to be able to then release what I had in my mind for those long years. And my life was probably one of the first songs that was triggering the album, but also what I felt when I broke out of that writing rut that I felt I was in due to all the changes that were happening.
0: Yeah, I can understand that creativity would probably take a backseat um, when there's so much going on in your life, especially when you have moves and you have children coming in and, and all sorts of, of other stuff. I imagine that would probably not be able to find time or, or energy to, to start writing.
1: That's right. I mean, if you're thinking about, if you're really thinking about it, like we have bills to pay and now that you have another mouth to feed, you have a lot of dependency on your time and your effort and what you what you're putting things to. So for me to really step away from all of the responsibilities I had in life to write a song <laughs> and 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 record it and mix it and master it and do all that it takes a lot of time away for me but it, I love it and I know that like I need to do it in order to be my full self but I also need to prioritize what's important and what needs to be done now because music will always be coming out but Um, sometimes it's just a little bit too much pressure. And even then, sometimes you don't get the best version of you if you're writing in a pressured time. Um, do
0: you Mm -hmm. feel like you've struck a bit of a
1: balance now though? Oh yeah, of course. Like when we moved here, we, we, I didn't have anything to go off of. So I went out and try to find, uh, find work and find gigs. And because you, you, you're starting really starting over you have to start from the ground. Like I'm not the DT here that I was back in Perth. I feel like I've got a name for myself back in Perth where I can get gigs straight away. Whereas here, no one knows who you are. No one owes you anything. You have to really work your way back up.
0: Tell me about your backstory because you were born in Seattle um, yes. in the U.S., uh, later moving to Perth, and um, now you're located in Melbourne. Um, and apparently you started writing poems and, and songs at the age of 10 and you mm. even became a recording artist um, when you were 17. I'm really interested to learn a little bit about those early days. What kind of musical or creative influences were inspiring you to write at such an early age?
1: Oh Well, I think a lot of it drew from the idea of me just not feeling like i fit in much you know even when i was coming up in america like yeah i was born in seattle was going to school and i i could just see that i was i didn't feel like i found my home you know what i mean and when i went my my stepmom is from perth originally so when my dad and my stepmom met they they she moved to to Seattle and we were living there for a while and then we decided to fly off to Perth Mm. and so when we when I moved there I was 15 so I had to finish school there and I thought maybe this would be a great chance to reset and try and figure it out and even there like I met a lot of people I met a lot of friends and I started music there but I didn't fit in I feel like I didn't fit in anywhere specific like you know you have your one sort of crew or whatnot but I, I felt like most at home when I was writing, so I would just write even if it was like cat, hat, bat type of stuff back when I was 10. I've, I remember I, from getting in trouble all the time, I'd be stuck at home um, in my four walls and they say, you're, you're grounded for a week. You have to stay in your room for the week. I would be sitting there thinking I played with all the toys. I started <laughs> writing and I felt something hit while I was writing and it was terrible but I felt so comfortable and at home there. So I was glad to be able to pick that up. And wherever I moved, I could feel at home when I, when I, when I write.
0: So writing has always been a constant throughout your life, regardless of where you have been or what's been going on.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: It's amazing. And what, I guess, um, role does Seattle play in your life now? Do you have any connections back there? Um, do, you, do you go back and visit at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I used I before my son was born I was visiting there every once a year, sometimes twice a year because my birth mom's still there okay. and my sisters I've got most of my family there and they've spread out to like Portland or um um over in DC and I have got family all through the states so i i do go back regularly but i haven't been back obviously since the pandemic or Mm -hmm. since my son was born so i'm really keen to go back and and just get put my feet in the in the dirt again and just be be home for a little bit um because like i said moving even to melbourne it was really hard to to find your crew and find a find your tribe i guess you could say whether it's family or whether it's music scene yeah it takes time years and now that we've been here for about four years. I'm starting to find the people that I, um, that I really adore and I feel that they resonate with what I'm doing and vice versa. Um, and that's how I like, found places like Halo who, um, who, who we've been doing gigs with for a while. It's really great.
0: I want to um, just unpack your time in Perth um, a little mm-hmm. bit further as well. Tell me about how you initially got into, I guess, the, the hip hop scene in Perth. Because I imagine, uh, from what I understand, Perth has quite a good hip hop scene.
1: Yeah, it's, it's grown. It's definitely, I'm so proud of Perth. Like they've been growing rapidly. And when I started rapping there, it was very <laughs> POC deficient. It's <laughs> <is> the PC <laughs> word <laughs> to, <laughs> to say it. But it was, it was yeah, it was very, um, it wasn't as diverse. And, and I was quite, I'm quite happy to see it come up to where it is today. But I started, when I started performing. I was doing competitions. Um, I, my, one of my first competitions was at Metro city and I was 17 years old and they, um, they, I, I actually had to ask them cause I put my, I put my, um, entry in, yeah. but I didn't tell them my age. And then when I got through and they said I, I had gone through to now I have to go to, um, metros and perform. I tend then had to say, yo, I'm, I'm actually 17. I, I don't, I don't know if I can get in or not and they ended up allowing me to come in as long as i brought my moms and and that's kind of where it's just started growing from there just trying to do like competitions there was um, there was all these local um, local hip hop events that were coming up and they wanted to put on acts that were new and old and and it really it really spawned into And to me, just going to every gig, trying to do get on stage with whoever and then meeting people like Downside, who then gave me like a lot of push with with their shows, supporting their shows. And it really kind of grew. And I managed to get a lot of my um, a lot of my following from the Aussie hip hop scene.
0: And the Aussie hip hop scene through your experience now um, you mentioned that when you first entered it, it was quite POC deficient. Has that changed? Has that, um, has that balanced out
1: in any way? Yeah, significantly. I I would say that we're at the most we've ever been like at least with people trying, trying stuff, you know, releasing stuff, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so diverse back then, but now it's starting to grow into something that's, that everyone can enjoy. You know, like the stuff I was rapping about wasn't what the guys that were next to me were rapping about, but it's my truth. You know, it took a long time for them to realize that I was even American. They thought I was putting on an accent and I, I had to keep pushing, like no matter how many times they would hate on the fact that I was, they thought that I was putting it on, I just kept pushing and pushing. And after after being there for f- five years on stage, like they finally got to see that I'm not going anywhere. And I I was dope, you know, like after a while of seeing or even getting to know me, it became quite clear that I'm here for the culture. I will support what they're doing. And and like, even for me, I didn't quite understand Aussie hip hop when I got here, but it took years for me to be around in the culture itself and be like, you know what? I can respect what they're doing. I may not always play what they're saying or may not understand it, but I can I can respect that this is what they're going through here.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to learn about your perspectives on Aussie hip-hop. Um, it's quite a relatively new, I guess, mm. um, genre to us here in Australia. I'm interested as, as someone who is American, what's your yeah. perspective on Australian hip-hop?
1: Well, if you think about hip-hop in general, like it's so young. Hip-hop is only 40-something years old, 48, 46 years old in general, like in the world. Yeah. So, when, when it spreads out to other countries, whether it be Japan, Hong Kong, Australia, it, it, the UK, like everyone is still finding their roots. You know, the, the root, it's, it's not even, a, it's barely just a seed now. Like it's still only probably gotten into the dirt and maybe has a couple of roots now. It, it's not, not going to be a tree until I would say 50 to, to, to 60 years. So I I see everyone's experimenting with stuff. Um, a lot of things are, that they're wrapping around is trying to have a good time with their mental health not being the greatest. All of these things that that are are very real things in Australia that need to be heard because people are relating to it. So there are things that we won't understand or I won't understand, but they they're reaching a crowd that. Um, that again, feel like they're not, they're not, uh, they feel alone. They feel like outcast in their, in their suburbs.
0: You're now based in Melbourne. Um, what brought you down to, to Melbourne from Perth?
1: A couple of reasons, like the few, the few gigs I've done in Melbourne while I was in Perth, I felt that it was a, a, a huge response in the way my music was, um, was being received. Yeah. And, um, I was like, you know, I'd love to try and be in Melbourne for, you know, a couple of years and see what where it takes me. Um, and then when when me and my wife fell pe- pregnant, she her mom is in Melbourne as well. So she was like, I'd love to be near my mom because I feel like I'll need the help when he comes. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to try living out in Melbourne anyway. So let's just go and see what we can do. And it started. Yeah, it's, it's working out great so far
0: you now have a son who you mentioned, um, it's probably around four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Four and a half now.
0: Four and a half. He, I wish I could still count my age in halves. Um, (laughs) you, you (laughs) even, he even, um, had a bit of a cameo in the video for my life. Um, which (laughs) is adorable since he's appeared on the planet. How has, um, your creativity, I guess, evolved since then, do you think?
1: Oh, it's, it is really, it's a, it's different. It's a different type of struggle now. Like this is real. Like if you are going to take time to go and create and, um, and, and make music and all that, you really have to know that you, you really can't waste time. So before I can go into a, from Friday and leave sun and no one will be asking where I am, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like now I have a strict time limit because I know the importance of being present for your child is going to be more is is more important than than me trying to get this song. out. So I want to utilize my time by saying, all right, from this time to this time, I'm going to be making music. Um, We need to get everything out of the like everything done before then. And then after then, you'll have me again. Whereas then I could just be loose, loosey goosey with it and just be like, yo, I'm going to go to the studio. I don't know when I'm going to be back. And it could be days.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's a very different there's a very different mindset that you have to go into it. A lot of big responsibility. Um, and and if if people who are who are musicians that have children and still want to do music, if they're not already a a, a risen star. Uh, I give a lot of respect to because I know that they need to do this. Mm. Like this is something, it's just like a job. You need to do it in order to, um, to release yourself and and feel like, feel, feel, um, what's the word? Stimulated.
0: And how much of your music has he, um, I guess, experienced so far?
1: Oh, he's experienced a lot. Like it, it is quite heartbreaking when he, when you're playing something of yours, or if you're listening something, trying to get the vibe of it. And he's like, can you change the song, please? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't like this song. And I'm like, you know what? All right. We're going we're to put this on hold for a minute.
0: <laughs> um, now tell me about um, what we can expect from you a little later this year. I imagine that you are going to drip feed us a few more singles and then eventually we'll get our hands on this album. What's what's coming up for you in the immediate future?
1: Yeah, at the moment we're just I, – I am trying to figure out the best way to, you know, give you guys the album without just throwing it all out there. Um, but a couple more singles, some that is going to be a bit more R&B. Um, I've got some stuff like – how do I explain it? just different genres or different styles. So you can see that the album itself is going to be quite flexible in your day-to-day routine.
0: And since your last record, um, a lot has changed in your, in your life. Um, Have Mm -hmm. you worked with similar people um, on this record, like producers and and engineers or anything like that, or are you working with a whole new set of, of people as well?
1: Yeah. Well, I usually, most of my EPs that I've released usually are based on one producer or one beat maker and we sit down and focus on the concept itself. Whereas now I was like, I want to do it my way. And I found all the producers that I wanted to work with. Um, I, I was, I hit them up, showed them the style I wanted. You know, Spell was, DJ Spell is, is a producer and a DJ that I really respected for years and we met back in 2015 in New Zealand for the first time. Wow. And I just remember saying like one day I need to I want to work with him and I need to wait until the right time and luckily he's got two track he's got two um, tracks on this album coming and I'm just like so grateful for his time and his efforts on it.
0: And what do you think you learned from working with Spell?
1: oh that he's he's just a mad genius <laughs> this guy it's just like I just tell him what I'm trying to feel and like I, I even said do you do you feel comfortable if I just come in with you and he uh, come into the studio and we sit there together he's like no nah. it's like I'll just tell me what you want <laughs> and I'll like I'll sort it out he's like gee it's not even not it's not an offensive thing he's like I just I work better when I'm just you tell me what you want and he literally nailed it the first time every every time
0: Wow. Well, he knows how he works. So that's yeah. good.
1: <laughs> and, I, and like, I remember the first time I met him, I like, I just couldn't put my finger on him. I'm like, I couldn't think like, what is it about him? He's just so quirky and funny. And he's just, he's a G he's a, he's a, he's an evil genius.
0: Amazing. I love it. And yeah. I imagine you'll still be doing some stuff with Halo um, that you've been doing yeah. some amazing gigs by the looks of it with, um, oh, wow. tell tell me about Halo and, and what that whole experience has been like for you.
1: Gosh, Halo, like they they've literally lifted my spirit so many times. And I feel like the the crew in Halo itself feel the same. You know, we come to re- rehearsal sometimes and I could just see everyone feel so deflated. And as soon as that first note hits everyone's life, like their whole face lights up. But, yeah, we've been we've been doing so well with with a lot of um, a lot of gigs. Um, thanks to DJ Miss Risk, who's helped us find all these new like all these opportunities um, to shine with all of these upcoming artists and really seasoned, well seasoned, um, you know, elite artists all coming onto the same stage of it could be 20 to 25 singers. Um, and then me and myself, myself and Nomad are the MCs for the for the singers. And we just gel into this like beautiful sets of, you know, R&B, hip hop, soul, you know, all the stuff that has influenced us to be MCs and singers today.
0: All right, DT, it's been an absolute pleasure picking your brain about your new single, My Life, which will play right now. And can't wait to hear this album. It sounds like it's an epic body of work. And I'm sure you are just chomping at the bit to to get it out.
1: Oh, tell me about it. I can't wait, but I'm, like I said, you know, patience is, is key. Um, please enjoy it while you, while you can. And and then when the album comes out, you could revisit everything all in one go. Cause it is a concept album. It's really cool from start to finish. You're, you're going to love it.
0: Amazing. Strictly DT, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Energy grew.
0: On Energy Groove, that was Strictly DT joining us from Melbourne to talk about his brand new single called My Life. And if you want to support DT and see uh, what all the fuss is about with the Halo Vocal Ensemble, they're performing in Melbourne at Shot Kickers um, in Thornbury on Sunday, the 28th of August. They're presenting the Sister Act Songbook, um, which sounds amazing. So if you're in Melbourne, Head along, check that out. It's uh, the Halo Vocal Ensemble, all with a live band. Um, Sounds like a lot of fun. Let's hear Strictly DT's new single now, This Is My Life. Stay
1: with us. This is the Music Weekly. I grow stronger every sentence. Top five no mentions. It's awkward could cut through the tension k dot said no one could call Candyman, man but was that to a dentist don't count streams count blessings and count every step my son's taking in the right direction non-violent but you don't know how it feels to pray for a gun when they run through your house with weapons it's more effective being a samurai in the garden than a farmer in armageddon keep the lesson this is my truth in fact i've been holding on to these tears hoping it won't impact my life my family and my cream outweigh the consequence of building my team but i'm lacking the focus to keep everything in balance so now i have to sacrifice more rules or talent because this game's got me stressed out love hip-hop but to make it you gotta sell out Guess we come from a different route I rap for respect, they rap for the clout Then try and justify the reasons with bank accounts mm. It's just lousy, I'm Mike Lowry Gunning through the city with no repercussions Proudly, oh that's why they say fluff police fists in the air, hands up, banging on tambourines mm. Difference between the screens and the streets mm. Different views when you face in the concrete must admit, it's a limited belief that you could feel the same things that I've seen where I have been aground in humble and self-esteem. Racism, as many as there were fiends, so polluted it's haunting me in my dreams. It's a rap though, government hold us down as cap though. Can't believe one conspiracy, we can't chat, bro. It's pistachios, but it's my life I've flown it. I got you thinking that every is COVID. Hard to believe every bar I wrote it just for labels to try and claim they own it. Nah, just like this land is stolen. Man thinks that nature, we control it. Uh All odds are against us, but we pride ourselves on the bigger picture. We are not limited to these scriptures, cause once we're gone it's facts, they gon' miss us. So you will not make me hate my life, you will not make me hate my life, that's what I tell a married You will not make me hate my life, you will not make me hate my life. I get the feeling that these people don't understand, that the destruction of earth is product of man. I made it in the conversation because of my fans, and I ain't even have to flex any of these brands. A mortal man with disbeliefs Failure. Got half the country think I fake my accent like Iggy Azalea. Don't worry where I'm from, it's more of who I become and how I no longer run. I won, boy, I tell ya. Truth never changes, lies change forever. I took a break to raise my son, somehow I got better. I wanna raise him as if there was never a letter of Willie Lynch. It's been a pinch to grasp the idea of being rich, to grasp relationships with money to benefit. It pains me to think that this poisons the innocent. Breaking cycles of oppression, life lessons just to find I'm still illiterate. A manifestation. A man of much patience. And exercising these bars until I'm rock nation. I know hoves waiting for lyrical salvation. I'm defensive on the culture. I'm raps Gary Payton. So you will not make me hate my life. You will not make me hate my life. That's what I tell them every day. You will not make me hate my life. You will not make me hate my life. I want to make them all say. You will not make me hate my life. You will not make me hate my life. That's what I tell them every day. You will not make me hate my life. You will not make me hate my life. Uh.